0: Hey everyone, Rob Kress here, Root Pharmacist, and welcome to Root Pharmacist Radio. So it's been a couple days since I've been on, and I want to throw something a little different at you today, because today is my sprint day. Um, Sprinting is an exercise that I like to do about three or four times a month, every seven to ten days or so. And I figured, you know what, let's talk about the whys and hows, uh, why we should do it, and really how we can go about it appropriately for the best results, uh, in addition to not hurting ourselves, because you really got to be realistic about this whole thing. So first of all, let's talk about the deal with sprinting. So sprinting basically is, it's pretty much a primal activity. You know, I mean, our genetics are genetically programmed for this. Uh, It it falls in line with the to kill or be killed idea. If you think about it, hunter gatherers, hundreds of thousands of years ago, foraging in the Serengeti, looking for food. Uh, It might be nuts. It might be seeds. Uh, It might be an animal that they start to sprint after or the to be killed to get away. And as we know, that is essentially the traditional fight or flight response um, to get away from being killed. Now, we're going to talk about how this works for our health, and that's different than the chronic stressors and chronic fight or flight that a lot of people are in today. So Sprintin basically realigns us uh, with our own hunter-gatherers designed for health genes. It optimizes our metabolic functions, and it even increases resilience to future bouts of stress, so it's quite huge. How does it do this? Well, it is shown to stimulate lean muscle math, math, <laughs> mass, mass, um, functional lean muscle mass. Uh, muscle mass that basically can support our organs and our whole body. It optimizes our fat metabolism. So if we're looking to become more fat burners than sugar burners, consider sprinting, far beyond what um, long distance running can do for you. Uh, it enhances organ reserve. That's that resiliency that I was talking about. Organ reserve is basically the body functional capacity to uh, defend itself in bouts of stress. As we age, we generally lose organ reserve. And that would be uh, indicative or why you see when people in their older ages um, fall sick, maybe fall and break a hip, go to the hospital, and then suddenly everything is downhill from there because they don't have enough functional lean body muscle or mass to support their organs. So there's a direct correlation there. Um, In addition, it's going to help naturally stimulate human growth hormone, as well as testosterone levels. A couple things I love about it is that it doesn't take a lot of time. My sprinting session might be 20 minutes uh, and I only need to do it three to four times a month. So, you know, you can't go wrong with something like that when you kind of pepper it in with other types of activities such as just general not being sedentary, moving, nice walks at a brisk pace possibly, and then other weight-bearing exercises, uh, whether it's squats, planks, um, you know, some yoga, maybe some tapata, anything like that. So Sprintin does increase our stress response. It increases cortisol and epinephrine. Now, that might sound like, why would I want to do that? Because we always hear cortisol is a bad thing, right? At the same time, it does increase inflammation. Once again, we probably wondered why would we want to do that? Supposedly, inflammation is a bad thing. The important thing is it's intermittently. All right, because the idea of both our stress response and inflammation, and I tell you, they they fall hand in hand. They line up, mirror each other in so many cases. So we can speak about them in this instance almost as one and the same. Uh, with intermittent both stress and inflammation, uh, it's a good thing. You know, we basically are providing, flooding our body with certain neurochemicals. We're bringing inflammation in to target an area, break it down. But we need a Time to allow to build up. So when I say intermittent, I mean not chronic. We need time of rest and repair. That's why sprinting is best on, you know, every seven to ten, day, ten days or something like that. It's the chronic inflammation. It's the chronic stress. That's a bad thing. So I wouldn't want you going out there and sprinting every day. So Let's talk about how we prepare for it. I want to go over a a few rules because, you know, mostly I want you to grasp from this. This is your own thing. I want you to be intuitive about it, and I want you to find out what really works best for you. But a couple things. I want you to start low and slow, especially if you're not used to sprinting. And honestly, if you have any health conditions or anything like that, talk to your doctor first. We don't want you to get hurt because if you go go running out of the gates and you're not prepared to do this and you try to go a max output – you're going to pull something, you're going to hurt something, and I don't want that to happen. So, we want to start low and slow if it's a new thing. We want to go at our own pace. We want to be intuitive. You know, recognize how you feel. I only want you to do sprinting when you're fully motivated to do it. Not only is it a physical exercise, it's also a mental and emotional. So, if you come to the table kind of feeling like, nah, you know, I'm not really into it, I'm kind of dragging my feet on this one, it's not going to be a great experience. You're not going to get the output that you want. After the fact, you're probably going to have a little regret of doing it anyway, knowing that you've got to wait some days even to do it. And you could have just waited for tomorrow or maybe the next day to get a real good workout out of it. So especially if you're new, you want to start gentle. Now, the goal would be to eventually build to like 100% output on your sprint. So you are going full bore. So basically, a sprint session, what would it consist of? Um, It's going to consist of – oh, and also another rule in between here, which I'm going to talk about when I give you an example of what I do between sprint sessions, which we haven't gotten into yet, you want your heart rate, you want to rest so your heart rate goes down to normal. So whether it's you're checking your own heart rate with your finger and your pulse, um, or you have a heart rate monitor, you want it to go back down to where you started. So a general sprint session is going to be each sprint would be say eight to 20 seconds, and you might do four to eight sessions. But once again, There's no hardened rules here. It may be your first day out and one or two feel good, right? So once again, be intuitive, create this on your own pace. Um, I have talked, I've had clients come to me with that kind of that question, you know, man, I'm working out so hard, why can't I lose weight? And this one in particular, I was remembering was actually saying she was doing sprints five days a week, and she was doing them for up to a minute at a time. Well, you know, she's just going down the path of chronic inflammation, chronic stress response. So of course, you're not to get it. So sprinting is definitely not um, an idea of, you know, if a little bit is good, more of it is better. Absolutely not. So let me talk to you basically how I, how I start basically. I want to loosen up first. Um, I want to get comfortable with it. I'm not going to just kind of wake up out of bed and start sprinting. So ways to loosen up. I'm a, I'm a fan of yoga to get the body rolling, to get the energy flowing. Uh, It could be a short five or 10-minute routine. could be something you do at home. Um, It could be either a generally yoga stretch routine possibly because it's movement. We want stretching that's moving, and I'm going to explain that a little more, or even a strengthening yoga. But what you want to do is to kind of start supporting those muscles and waking them up. Um, When you get out there for the stretching, you can just start walking first. So, you know, what we're looking to do is we want basically movement or full body actions. So we could be walking, we could do be doing a brief jog, you know, and work our ways up to the sprint till so we feel loose, we feel good, we're a hundred hundred percent into invested, and we're basically motivated to do this. Um I'm not a fan of static stretches, and I'll give you an example. You know, the kind of stretch, you know, we don't have, you're listening to a podcast, you can't see it here, but you're basically sitting on the ground, right, and then you stick your left leg out all the way, and then you take your right leg with your right foot and you put it up against your thigh, and then you start putting that sustained pressure down on it those are considered static squat, um, static stretches, and they can actually, they've shown to weaken muscles for up to 30 seconds afterwards. Um, so we don't want to do these, uh, deliberate forceful ranges on them. Now, There is one static stretch that I do like, and it would be uh, considered a basically sustained ground squat. Um, If you're in the primal community, you might hear this as, you know, a la Marxist and as a a, a grok squat. So basically, think about what you've seen primal man sitting around the campfire, what they were doing. So basically, you do a squat to the ground, and you allow your torso uh, to go below your knees. And you can just hold it there. That is an okay stretch because what you're doing is you're, util- you're utilizing gravity on that one and it's not a deliberate continued pressure on there. So these are great ways to get you loose. While you're doing it, I'm going to throw something else at you. One thing I like to do is visualize. I like to visualize how my sprint episode's going to be. I put it in my head. I mean, think about the power of visualization. visualizations. And if you've ever read the work on like Maxwell Maltz, how they've shown studies where uh, they've had basketball players that actually did free throws. Another group, they visualized doing free throws. And the third group, they didn't do anything. The group that actually did it and the group that visualized actually improved in their basketball free-throwing ability, where the group that didn't do anything didn't, didn't improve. So just visualization plays a role. So when you do that, visualize uh, feeling loose. Visualize form. And you know what? As far as form, can't get to it through the verbal. Right. So what I'd like you to do, you know, if you want to get into this is even just Google it. Um, go to YouTube, right? And just find out sprinters form. What's the best way to go? You know, a a few hints, you don't want to overextend your legs. You want to almost treat them like you're running a bicycle. So we don't want to throw ourselves. We want, you know, our shoulders to be in line with our torso and our hips. So we're not going too far forward. We're not twisting ourselves, but do me a favor, just go to YouTube and just kind of align with that. That way you can visualize it really good. Now, my first one or two sprints in the day, and this is even after just a little walking around and a couple jogs, they're not going to be full paced. I'm going to run them probably about 60 to 80% because I'm going to still be a little tight and I'm not going to be ready to hit max. That's my personal thing. Some people might be ready to do it, but once again, be intuitive and go how you feel. Um, we want to be comfortable. We don't want to strain ourselves too far. Now, So each one I'm going to be looking to do, you know, I'm basically doing 12 to 18 seconds is generally where my sprints are. I've got a path right down the road here. Um, and then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to rest until I breathe fine. I know my heart rate's down and then I'll, I'll, I'll just continue to walk. Maybe I'll throw another sustained ground squat in between it and then I'll go to the other cycle. So we want to rest to get that heart rate down. Now, Another thing I'm a fan of, let's talk about nutrition. Uh, Creatinine, you might know of creatine. That is basically a, um, a supplement that's going to help, uh, with energy, muscle support, as well as repair. So, I am a fan of creatine and I use a certain one, which is basically an alkaline creatine. So it doesn't require a load in phase. Uh, I do take it on a regular basis, but I'll specifically take it 30 minutes before, um, my sprint. And I believe it does help for the output. And it also helps greatly for the uh, repair time as well. Um, so that's it. I hope I gave you something of valid nature here. Um, if you have any questions, reach out to me, rootpharmacist at gmail.com. I'd love to know what you want to hear more about. And what I'm excited about, I'm going to be starting to do in some uh, interviews with the experts here, where I'm going to bring in some really uh, unique healthcare practitioners to give us a neat focus, um, you know, maybe a different perspective. I, I like to use the term uh, twenty t- tiny tweaks. Um, you know, just to kind of help look at things, uh, simple shifts of perception, uh, in a different way. So, uh, if you know someone, if you've got any recommendations, we've got some lined up and I'm really excited to get that rolling as well. So once again, thanks for listening. Rob Cressier, Root Pharmacist at Root Pharmacist Radio. Have a great day.